building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Happy Friday and welcome to another episode about the things people say. Today we are talking about how your thoughts become reality. I'm sure many of you have heard the term thoughts become things. Basically, it means that if you think a certain way every day, then you end up believing it and then actual events can occur in your life that reflect the things that you believe. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. I'm going to be 100% honest with you that five years ago, I thought this was a total crock. Working on my mindset was not even a consideration, not something I thought about. I used to love to use the term woo-woo and say that it just wasn't for me. A lot of things ended up happening around that time in my life at the same time. Specifically, I, one, got divorced, and two, started a personal brand, which is an interesting like coinciding of events that forced me to to look inward, to examine myself, to think about the way that I was, the way that I thought, the way that I acted, and whether I wanted to continue to be that person. At that exact same time in my life, I met today's guest, Justine Sloan, and I credit her with being just a really big influence on who I am today and really how I show up, how I act, and she helped me understand how important it is to look internally and be intentional about the way that you think. Thanks for joining me, Justine. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm honored by that that intro and that I have mm. had that impact. You know, I'm really good at like telling other people how great someone is and then I never directly give people the compliment. So that may have been the first time you hear that, heard that. And if so, Aww. I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, let's get right to it. My first question is just a little background on the topic. I'd love to know where you think our thoughts come from. Like, is it nature? Is it nurture? Is it something else? I think it's a little bit of both in terms of nature. We've got to always remember that we have these very primal brains. You can call it reptile brain. You know, I say caveman brain sometimes, but we've got brains that evolved from, you know, the time we were first on earth. So we desperately want safety, love and belonging. So part of us again is very primal. So even things like very normal to feel very wounded by rejection. And sometimes it can be like, why do I even care so much about this? But at the end of the day, we want belonging because it goes back to millennia ago when we needed tribal community. We needed people to protect us and to live, to survive. So on one hand, we are always still, you know, primal creatures with these evolutionary brains. So a lot of it does come from, from nature and some of those instinctual feelings and reactions to things. And then I think a lot of it is also nurture our environment the things we're taking in, obviously our upbringing has a lot to do with it. But then once we're adults, I really think it's our responsibility to look at our old beliefs, our programming, things that we took in and internalized in childhood and really determine what is serving us and what's not. 
And then from that place, again, as adults, I think it's really our responsibility to monitor what kinds of things we're taking in. So the media we're watching, what we're reading, what we're consuming, the people we surround ourselves with, even like you mentioned, you know, people have an impact on us, good or bad. So just being very, very aware of, you know, our surroundings and and again, what we're taking in, because it does have a massive impact on how we think. Truly, it really does. And I think you don't realize it until you start to make some of those changes, like changes that I've made recently. I don't watch or listen to or read really the news. Like I'll read a short summary and I know that it makes me slightly less aware of what's going on. And it also makes my mind happier because it's not just like the news is meant to suck you in and it's this toxic cycle of bad things happening. No one on the news is ever talking about good things that happen and just limiting things like that. Or even the, the people on social media that, you know, are negative or I love, there's a lot of subtweeting that goes on across the internet where like we talk about each other, but not directly. And it's like, this is toxic. I don't want to spend my freaking time wondering who we're tweeting about, you know, like I don't want to be, have any part in that. So that totally makes sense. You talked about our upbringing a little bit, and I want to dig into that a little bit more because I know for myself, I have a very critical inner voice and it's something that I didn't take ownership of or accountability of at all until my 30s. And I'm sure it can be attributed to nature, nurture, you know, a lot of different things. How do you go about changing something like that that's so deeply ingrained ingrained in us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely relate. I have a very nasty inner critic or I say inner mean girl because that's how it feels. And um, I'm proud to report that. I, I mean, it's it's so different, like my headspace from where I was seven years ago, eight years ago to now, it's like 180 degrees different in, in terms of how I think about myself, the things I say to myself. So you absolutely can change it. Obviously, it's a, a slow, gradual process, but step one is just observing. And I say become the gentle observer of your thoughts. Because if you tend to be very critical of yourself, the last thing we want to do is criticize ourselves for criticizing ourselves. Like, oh my God, you're doing it again. You know, so gently observe your thoughts. And first you just have to build that self-awareness. You just have to, you know, kind of get quiet, get still, start to notice what that dialogue is like without judging it, just observe. And then from that point, you know, once you're aware of, of the patterns and the things that you keep saying, just being, um, hyper vigilant about shifting the conversation. So just starting to be kinder to yourself. And one thing I love to share with people is think of how you would talk to the person you love most in the world. So if you're a parent, maybe it's your child or your best friend, even I say, you know, a loved pet. So if they do something wrong, if they mess up, make a mistake, we would never say to them like, oh my God, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that. We would never talk to them like that because we love them. So we need to give ourselves that same love and compassion. And when we mess up, you know, really saying like, it's okay, talking ourselves through it, really starting to shift those conversations. And again, it takes time, but the way it actually works, the science of it is, is it's neurology. So we have these neural pathways in our brain. And I say, I always tell my clients to give it like a thick forest or jungle And our neural pathways or patterns or habitual ways of thinking are like a path that's already carved through that jungle. So of course, we're going to go down that path. It's easy. We've done it a million times. Mm -hmm. So to create new pathways and to shift the conversation and start to say kind, loving things to yourself, it's like taking the machete in there and carving through the forest a new path. 
But once you do it enough and put in the effort, then that's just your way of thinking. And that's where eventually over time, you know, I always say it takes as long as it takes because everyone's different, but over time you can shift it to where your automatic way of thinking is now being really kind, compassionate, forgiving toward yourself. So you absolutely can shift that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's in the way you talk to yourself and other people. And it's in the way that you talk about yourself in front of other people. Like with my kids, I am very critical of myself and then I hear them criticize themselves and I'm like, did I do that? You know, like how much of a part did I have in the way that they talk to themselves? Because if I look at myself in the mirror and I pick myself apart as I think a lot of people, especially a lot of women do, then I can hear them doing the same thing. Like, oh, I look in a certain way and I'm like, you're beautiful. You're thin. You're young. You're like, there's in my mind, there's nothing to even criticize here. And I don't want to be a contributor to that. And so I, I think we don't think about how we talk to ourselves impacts other people and impacts the people mm-hmm. that we love as well. Totally. Totally. And I hear that so much with, with body image or self-image is that it's not so much what our parents say to us. That's incredibly important too, but what they model to us because mm-hmm. that's who we're learning from as well. So it is so important. Yeah. Modeling is huge. When we were talking about today's episode, you mentioned that thoughts become things is true, whether we choose to believe it or not. Tell me how you know that. Well, I love, I mean, I, when you said the woo woo stuff, I'm like, I love all of it. If it works for me, I'm like, I don't need to know, but I live with my husband is very much of a questioner and like wants the science or the concrete. So I kind of feel like I'm always backing things up and I do love dig- digging into the science. So, um, one of the reasons why thoughts become things, and you kind of alluded to it in the beginning too, is things becoming self-fulfilling prophecies. The way this works is we actually have a part of our brains um, called the reticular activating system. I know you're familiar with this. But Mm -hmm. it's a filtration system. And so every second of the day when we're awake, we get on average 400 billion bits of information and our brains filter it down to just 2000. So from 400 billion to 2000 every second of the day. So that is a massive filtration system. Mm -hmm. The filtration system works based on what we say we believe, what we say is important. So it's kind of like a good example of it is when you're getting a new make and model of a car or you have a dream car. Like I love Mercedes G wagons. So I see them everywhere. I always spot them because I've told my brain, this is important. It's actually on my vision board. So that's the reason vision boards work too. But same thing. If you say like women saying there are no good men out there, guess what? Your brain hears that and will make sure that the brain finds as much proof as possible to back up your story that there are no good men out there or I'm no good with finances or, you know, anything like that. What you're saying about yourself, again, is informing your brain what to look for. And Mm -hmm. so you will definitely find it. So it's like, be intentional about what you're saying and thinking, because regardless, you're going to find that proof to back up your story. It's very interesting when you get to the point that you can consider whether the things you say about yourself are true. Like I have things that I've said about myself. I always said I wasn't good at math and looking at my grades and how I performed in math in school, 
That's not true at all. I did very well in math. I just didn't like it. And that's a different story. You know, like you can do well at things that you don't like and saying, I, you know, I just don't like it. It's not my thing. That's fine. But saying I'm not good at it is labeling yourself in a different way. And I think we all have to eventually get to a point where we question those labels that either society or our families or that we've put on ourselves are actually true. And if we want to continue believing them or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I always tell people, I'm like, just try it on, like, try, try the opposite and be like, I'm great at this, or, you know, this is easy for me. And this is actually so fun and natural. And it's like, just try that. And I guarantee you, it will shift, you know, all of the energy around it. And we'll, we'll actually shift the results too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my kids to start labeling nervousness as excitement because that's what I do with public speaking. Whenever I get up in front of a crowd, I feel that like, it's like a little bit of anxiety creeping up and I'm just, and I'm, and I am nervous and I'm like, I'm excited. I'm going to use this as fuel to get up in front of this audience and do an amazing job. And now I'm trying to talk to my kids about like, what if we call it excitement? What would that look like? Do you think that eventually you might be able to feel excited? And they roll their eyes at me and I'm like, someday you're going to thank me for this. I just know it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of my mentors actually always said that anxiousness or nervousness is uh, excitement without the breath because it's Mm. actually in the body. It's physically the exact same thing that's going on, but we tend to hold our breath and kind of even like constrict when we, again, when we think we're anxious or nervous and we kind of make it a bad thing, we tend to be very constrictive versus excitement is the same, same uh, physiology only breathing and more comfortable, relaxed and and thinking of it as a good feeling. So I love love that. that. If there is one takeaway, I feel like we just like rapid fire talked about a lot of really important things. If there is one thing that listeners walk away with today, what is it? I think just that we have so much more power than we really think. Again, the things that we we just went through. And it's so easy to, again, turn on the news and feel like, especially in the last couple of years, feel like you have no control over you know, what's going on in the world and over your life sometimes. And yeah, we don't have control of everything, but we do always have control over how we respond to things. We have control of our energy through the day. Um, I actually did a post this morning because I woke up feeling funky and at a certain point I had to pause and make a decision. And I'm like, I'm going to shift the energy. And there's, you know, you can, you can Google this stuff or find it online. There are a million tools that you can use to shift your energy, to shift your mood. And it's like, figure out how to do that, what works for you and have, you know, your toolkit that you can go into. And again, part of it is the self-awareness to catch yourself. And then the hard part, I think is just making that decision. Like, I'm not going to stay in this crummy mood with this attitude, this negative energy, making that decision, okay, I am going to get out of this, but just know that you always have that power because I feel like, again, I still get into funks or moods, but it's kind of less fun when you're like, I'm doing this to myself and I know I have the option to get out of it. And, you know, it just starts to feel kind of childish. So recognize that you do have control over more than you probably think and a lot more power over how your day unfolds and ultimately how our days unfold or how, how our life unfolds. So it's, uh, it's something that's um, a big responsibility, but when we look at it with the right perspective, I think it really helps us to feel empowered. That is beautiful. And I think that you have more power than you think. It applies to 
almost every aspect of our lives. So that is a very important lesson. Justine, you are amazing. I really appreciate your time and I know how valuable it is. I'm going to put information about Justine and how you can learn more about her, her, her contact information, all that good stuff in the show notes. If you got value out of today's episode, and I know that you did because this was amazing. I think it just changed my whole day as well. Share it with just one person, one person that needs to hear this message today, and I will see you all next time. 